Going right into our Bible lesson, if you have your Bibles, uh, we're looking at Luke 21. Luke 21. Now today we're, we're going to be talking and teaching about what the Lord meant by telling us to watch and pray. Now we're not really going to deal with the second part of it because we don't have time to go all the way through it. What we're going to look at today is what are we watching for? I know that's a dangling preposition, but what are we watching for? What are we? What is it that we're to watch? What is it that we're to look for and look at? Now, Luke twenty-one. I'm going to read two verses. If you have your Bibles, you're familiar with Luke twenty-one. It's uh, Luke twenty-one is Luke's portion of Jesus' prophetic Mount of Olives discussion about the end of the world and the and the way the world will end it will end in a an eruption of immorality and war and chaos like the world has never known before and jesus said this for as a snare or we might say like a trap that's the same same word for as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth now, that in itself is an amazing thing, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to do my best not to get off track because we specifically want to look at what is it we're watching for? What is it that's going on that we're to be looking for? But I wonder if you could read with me verse 35, shall we? For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Now, verse 36 has, our, has the portion that we want to look at. Specifically, watch ye therefore. Can you say that with me? Watch ye therefore. Now, of course, you know the word therefore means because of what I just said, then here's something else. So since it's going to be a trap, and it's, which a trap is something that you use to trick people and to move them into a place they shouldn't be. So like, I mean, I say people. It could be people. I mean, I, I, you remember, remember the, the old... Uh, where you dig like a little hole and you might not have done it, but you know, boys do it and did it. They dig a little hole, put something over it, like the little branches and then the friends come by and they fall in. It, you know, it wasn't deep or anything. We didn't hurt anybody. They just fell in. And the, the, the whole point was though that it was covered over. It was, it was a trick. It was not, it was covered up so you didn't know what was going on. And that's pretty much the description of the last days that there'll be tremendous chaos and for example, I don't have time to, you know, I know you don't want me to do this, but for example, the, the entire purpose of the last days will be to bring the world into, in, under one world government and then so that everybody's freedoms will be taken away and you will do precisely what people tell you to do, which will mean, of course, that people's faith will be completely squashed. Now, I don't mean completely. I, mean, I don't mean completely in the sense that there won't be religion. There are all kinds of religion. But you will not be able to have freedom of religion. You will do exactly in the way they tell you to do it. And, and the Bible describes all of that. And then it says that the, the way they're going to do that is to basically do it through your money. They're going to control your money by putting a, a mark, what we commonly refer to as the mark of the beast. The Bible calls it that, but, but, but I, that's typically what I call it, or the mark, which is basically just like they began years ago, you know, putting, well, I'll call it a mark, a code on everything in order you, for you to buy it. They scan it and so on. It just, you know, I'm not saying that's the mark of the beast. I'm saying that just like they do that, well, they're going to put something or other 
on your, either in your right hand or on your forehead. And, and the point of that is that that's how they're going to control everybody. Like through a number, through, you, you won't be able to do anything. And by the way, you know, they just broke into the government's, what was that? The government's uh, employees from, for the last 6,000 years? Okay, they, somebody, they said it was, you know, they, they're blaming different ones. They, they, they broke in through the computers to the government employee files and blah, blah, blah for the last, however, well, forever, as far as it appears, U.S. government files, which now the first thing that says to me is if they can do that to them, then, you know, <laughs> you're awfully quiet this morning. I know why. It's because I'm talking about prophecy and you're, you're scared to death. Okay, so, but anyway, that, what they're going to do is they're going to control people by controlling their money. They're going to say, I'm watching you. See? And I, I know what you're doing. They're going to come into churches. They're going to say, don't you dare preach against that. We will arrest you if you preach against that. That's what they're going to do. Of course, hopefully the church will be, by the time they're doing that, the church will be raptured and gone. And by the way, that's what I'm looking for. Hallelujah! Is the rapture. Praise God. The church is going to be caught away. I plan to go. But I do not intend to compromise until then. I mean, until the day I leave, I'm going to preach one God, Jesus' name, baptism, holiness, righteousness, the Holy Ghost speaking in tongues. I'm going to preach against immorality till the day I'm raptured. Or if I don't go in the rapture, then meaning, of course, I go by way of death. I will either do one or the other. I don't plan to miss the rapture, that's for sure. So for as a snare shall come. So therefore, watch ye and pray and I'm going to have to move quickly. I'm, I'm not doing a good job of moving quickly. Watch ye therefore and pray continuously. Keep praying, pray and pray. Now this, of course, is our biggest problem in America. Is that I know many, many people are praying. I know that's a very religious nation. In spite of the fact that we just legalized gay marriage and all the things that's going on in our country. These are all signs of the coming of the Lord. But in spite of all of the ungodliness across our nation. This is basically a very spiritual People in America that love God, they go to churches. We have more churches in America than any nation in the world. We got churches. I mean, it is the most one of the most religious peoples in the world. And yet, in spite of all of that, we've got sin abounding. Old King James word. We've got sin just, I mean, unbelievable what's happening. Okay, so they so he says, pray, pray, pray. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to watch. And pray. Now the second part, I'm going to have to let that go. Now that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things. In other words, to go in the rapture and be ready to go. If you don't, and if you're fooled and destroyed by all that's going on in the world, well, you'll be, you know, there will be people who right now love God, but they will fail because the world is evil. And the evil of the world will draw them in. They'll say, oh, well, you know, you know, it's the way it is. And that's so that they will be accepted and somebody will like them and they don't want to, you know, it's just all this, you know, we just need to be nice and so on. That's, that's going to happen to some people. Now, so that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, I've often used this text, this Bible verse, to, to prove that the church will escape the judgment of tribulation. Right, now, the next picture is an artist rendering. I know that's just a fake. It's just an artist rendering. But it's, it's interesting. And, and one, of, one of our brethren did this and put it together. And it's in a, one of the Bible studies. So I, I thought, well, I'm going to use that. So our theme is, what 
we're, not our theme, but our title is, this is for the sake of our tape people, what we're to watch for. All right, so he said, watch and pray. We know what we're to pray for without probably needing too much. I mean, of course, that, that's important. But, but I want to specifically talk about what is it we should expect? What should we be watching? All right, and so that's what we're going to do. Preparation for the coming of the Lord. I also use these four horses to, to be a symbol of a theme of the end times or the coming of the Lord that, that's, you know, we, we sometimes talk about it, but I'm going to specifically refer to it today. We might say that it is the number one thing we're to watch for, and that is an acceleration of evil in our, in our world. The exact opposite of what these lubby-dubby folks have been saying, oh, everybody's going to be great, there'll be no more crime, no, no racism, everybody, and it's a bunch of malarkey. The world is not getting better. Now, I don't mean, I'm not saying negative, I'm not saying there's not a lot of good, I'm saying that in fact, there is an acceleration of evil in our world. I'm not saying everybody's evil, nobody, no, no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that Jesus predicted you need to watch for it. There's going to be an acceleration of evil to the point that you, it'll blow your mind. Jesus didn't say those exact, you see what I'm saying? I'm, I'm paraphrasing a little bit. And so, of course, the key word is to watch. Now, the, the horses of the apocalypse are a symbol of it in, to the extent that they are a, a symbol of judgment racing forward. See, the horses of Revelation 6, those we typically call them the horses of the apocalypse. So apocalypse, of course, is the Greek word for revelation. So they're the, they are the four horses of the revelation. Jesus revealed in the book of Revelation just how the Antichrist would do and the end of the world and how, how governments would do and where those governments would be. Very interesting, but we don't have time for that. Okay, so I don't know why you're getting into that. Okay, now let's go. So the first thing that we're to look for is in the nation of Israel. Now, let's, let's look at Matthew first, and uh, let me see if I can... Yes, Israel, war, and pestilence. So what shall be, they said, and I'm not going to turn to every one of these. I'm going to move a little more quickly, but is, uh, what shall be the sign of thy coming? They ask Jesus, Mount of Olives, what, what, what's the sign? What are, what are we to look for? What are we to watch for? That's why I put that in blue. Many shall come in my name, Jesus said, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. So I'm going to skip that, basically, because we'll come around to it again. But Jesus said the very first thing is, will be spiritual deception. People claiming to speak for Jesus, they don't. They're, they're not speaking for Jesus. And, and they shall deceive a, many. Someone asked me one time, well, how many is many? Many is a lot. All right? And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. So you need to be keeping your eyes. Well, number one is the, the most important turmoil that you need to be watching every single day is Israel. Because the Bible said so. Israel is, let's sort of say, the, 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 you know what I mean by the apple of God's eye? Do you know what I mean by that? You don't? Are you awake? Are you, can you breathe? All right, so to be the apple of God's eye is to be special, to, to be the most. Now, 
of course, the church is important, and so we all know that. But, but what I'm telling you is that Israel becomes, for example, Jesus said, well, Israel is to be looked at like a tree, whether its branches are budding as fruit or not, and so on. In other words, you look at Israel, and then you can see what's going on. And he said, you shall hear of wars. Everyone say hear. All right. In other words, the, the great sign, Jesus said, of the end time is going to be the fear or the threat of war. It's going to be a constant threat. Now, everybody said it's over. Oh, hallelujah. We're getting rid of all the bombs. So we're going to, uh, we're going to uh, uh, nuclear disarmament, and the, and the Russians are going to do this, and the, and the Chinese are going to do that, and we're going to take those bombs, and we're going to do this and do Boy, didn't work. Didn't work. Russia's on the move. China's on the move. United States is, is becoming more and more immoral. People no longer are taking us seriously. Here we are, a people that are more interested in ourselves. And, and, the, and the threat of war is not decreasing but increasing. Now, the question then would be, well, what are we to watch for? Because there's always been war. Most people, and that's a fair question, there's always been war. And the answer is an acceleration of war, an acceleration to the point that how are we going to stop it? And I think many people are beginning to see that the Islamic factor with Israel surrounded by 200 million Islamics that that in itself is a fulfillment of the acceleration of the potential of what will happen to Israel. All right, so there's wars and rumors of, uh, you'll hear of wars, you'll, you'll hear about them, the rumors. For example, someone said to me yesterday or whatever, Friday, they said, did you hear in uh, 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 somewhere, I forget where it was, they, they beheaded, and this is an adult class, I'm looking, I'm making sure, but uh, they beheaded so-and-so in uh, in France, that's, that's what it was. They beheaded someone in France, and, and it was this and it was that, and did you hear about it? No, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't catch that. I, it went by because it's becoming people cannot bear to keep, continue to hear and hear it and hear it and hear it, and so there we are. And, of course, in some cases, the powers that be don't, don't tell us things because they, they're just too much. They, they, they just don't want people to think they're, it's out of control. And so whatever. See that you be not troubled. <laughs> Hallelujah. But don't be worried about it. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation. There shall be famines. All right. So the question of famine. Is the world experiencing famine? And will it worsen? And pestilences. Now, I said this one time not too long ago because, you know, I teach at a, I have university connections and so on. And, and they were like, you, you shouldn't be negative about, we're going to rid the world of Ebola. We're going we're gonna to deal with all those things. I said, I hope so. I pray every day that we do. But, but if you're telling me that we're going to end the world of pestilences and famines and earthquakes, then, then it won't happen because the Bible said they will increase in the end time. And so every one of those, every one of those are, are significant. But my point in, in looking at it, of course, was to show that all these are connected with Israel and what is going to happen there. All right, so let's continue. Now, the, the second thing is, is beyond Israel is what I'm calling less and less trust in let's say, powers 
or governments or whatever, and more and more chaos. That, that is to say that there will become... Now, I know someone was referring to the French Revolution and the American Revolution. You know, they marched in the red coats and so on. And there was all kinds of chaos and government. Things happened. We'll get past it and it'll all be over. And that's the way many people, I think most non-believing people will just say, well, even if we drop a nuclear bomb, we'll get through it. We'll survive it. And then we'll move on because we just came from monkeys anyway. And in a million years, we won't even be thinking about it. That's, I think that's sort of the general idea. And then, of course, the, the favorite way, especially for young people today, is to not even think about it at all. In the same way that they can't eat a meal without being on their phones. This is on your phone. Usually you'd be this. Not anymore. And it's your thumbs. Have you noticed that? Hello, blah, 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 blah. How are you doing? How's your mother? How's your father? How's your uncle? Of course, that's not who they're talking to, but you know what I'm saying. And they're far too busy to be worried. And all of that is a distraction. Just like movies and radio and music and sports and all that. All of that, while there may be some fun and the music can be fun and so on, sports can be fun. But you can use it to the point that you're just trying to distract yourself from the world. And that's what many people do. They want to believe that somebody will figure it out. And And the devil's counting on that. All right, so the Revelation 13 says, And he shall cause, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark, I've already said this, in their right hand or in their foreheads. Now, the, the reason that I'm making a connection here, I'm trying to cover a, a bunch of ground here, but I'm trying to tell you that we need to be watching for the kind of distrust where, where governments and things are happening. And, and the next thing you know, for example, I think people are worried about their finances. I think they're worried about the banking system. The minute that someone says the entire government's records were stolen or whatever they did, I'm assuming that means it was stolen online. They got the records. They know exactly all about it. And, they, and then, of course, this bank and, and, and this uh, company and another hundred million over here people are beginning to say why why can't we secure that the distrust and the two things distrust and fear that you know what was what will happen if we can't get through that okay well i want to now move down to the bottom of this overlay and to to talk about the problem of more and more chaos what chaos tends to do in, a, in, a, in the world, and I don't care if it's 500 years ago or today, is it causes people to search for a quick solution. It doesn't matter what that solution is. And that's how the Antichrist is going to rise to power. In the middle of the quick solution. Oh, well, anybody just go ahead and do whatever they want. Just do it. Let's get some peace here. And then and all this and that will be exactly what they should not have done. Because what they will do is they will place into power the most evil man that ever lived. All right, now let's keep going. So so we were looking there at, at, at more and more chaos in the world and the nuclear the nuclear problem. I happen to believe and I know you're saying, Brother, you were gonna talk about what to watch for. I'm talking about what would bring about chaos. I believe personally, and I'm going to say it. I don't. I know it's Sunday morning. I know that you're. you're it's almost July for the French. Please let us get into July and have our vacation before you say that. Well, I don't want to wait that long. I want to say it right now. That in fact, 
The kind of chaos that's described in the book of Revelation to me appears, I've said it for at least, well, I don't know. How long have we been married now? 37 or 8? What, what's the number? I'm sorry. Do you know? You better know. I All right, it'll be 38. That's what I thought, 38 years. I think at least as long as I have known Sister French, been married to Sister French, and been preaching the gospel as long as I've known her. I met her preaching, and then she was singing, and I met her, and then we got married, and then we traveled, and we've been preaching 38 years together. I preached years before that, but 38 years together. That I have said that it appears to me that the only thing that could bring about the chaos that this seems to be talking about here is a nuclear bomb. That's what it appears. And the world will say, oh my, oh, oh, oh my goodness. I mean, just think of the chaos in New York City when, when one building went, I mean, just think of what it did to the world and so on. All right, so what I'm telling you is that, that that's what you need to be looking for, a world that will be increasingly chaotic. Now, of course, I'm really speaking morally, so I want to go beyond it and look at Matthew. Now, Matthew is, 24 of Matthew is, is uh, Matthew's prophecy chapter, whereas Luke's is 21 and Mark's is, is chapter, uh, anyway, he's got a chapter of his own over there, all right, which talks specifically about the end of the world and so on, all three of those gospels. And so now we're looking at the word beware, which is just another way of saying watch or be watchful. And, and uh, Matthew 24, 37, but as, so here's what we're to watch for. Just like Noah's day, which of course, that immediately brings about the question of morality. What will happen to people morally? And so just like in Noah's day, of course the world was destroyed in Noah's day, not because they were on their phones all the time. The Lord didn't say, I'm going to destroy the world because you went to McDonald's and you wouldn't get off your phone. That's not what the Lord's doing. He's not going to say because, because people couldn't get along and because they had nuclear bombs. He's going to destroy the world because it, its moral fiber is no longer fixable. It is, it's at the end of, there is no, it's the end of the world. There's no more fixing it. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So that's what you're to watch for. You're to watch for signs that are similar to Noah's. For as in the days that were before the flood, everyone say before. All right, that's the key. All right, they, was, they were eating and they were drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage. Now, I'm of the belief, and I, I know that I could be missing something, and I, I accept that, I, I understand that. But see, to me, eating and drinking is, is, is okay. Unless you mean, of course, getting drunk. That wouldn't be okay. But eating and drinking and getting, and getting married, that, it, it, saying it that way is not wrong. Now, some people think this means, and from the, the Hebrew and the Greek, that it means that they're indulging and, they're, and they are divorcing. See? And so that was evil, and so God destroyed the world because of that. I, I'm not, I don't, if, if it meant to say they were divorcing, I, I, it would say that. And so I'm of the opinion, now, some of you are not staying with me, but I'm, gonna, I'm still going to say it, that this is referring to people 
are going right along like normal. They are getting up in the morning. They're having breakfast. They're getting married. They seal the vows. They're doing all the things as normal. No matter how evil it gets, just marry them. Just marry them. Go right on. Just keep going. Everybody just... And they're oblivious to the fact that judgment is right there. Until the day. So before the flood came, they never believed in a thousand million trillion years that a flood of water was going to destroy the world. I've talked to several people recently that said they don't believe that the world was ever destroyed by a flood. I said, well, of course you don't. Of course you don't. You believe in... In evolution, you don't believe in the God judge the world and so on. You don't believe in Sodom and Gomorrah either, I don't suppose. And so they said, no. I said, well, how do you explain the bones of fish at the top of the great mountain ranges? What do you think about that? One guy said, that's probably, he had no idea. He was just talking about it. He said, that was probably, they had a lake up there. I said, how'd the fish get up there? Did they swim up like salmon? What'd they do? They get up there that way? Oh, I don't know. I don't know how the fish got up there. Well, I just wondered. Because all the great mountain ranges have fish at the top of the mountains. In fact, all the fossils are bumped up and down, and they're moved over here, and they're moved over there. I mean, just go to, go to Utah and look around and see how those rocks have been pushed all over the place. It's amazing. Dinosaur bones, some of them are just laying right there, and some are way down. And then, and then all of a sudden, something pushed it up over here. I said, that was the flood, my friend. The Bible said the fountains of the deep broke open and everything, there was a deluge. He didn't believe that at all. I said, well, that, that's the difference in you and me. I believe what the Bible says and all of the evidence supports it that there was a great flood, the entire world. One guy said, oh, I believe in the flood, but it just was over a certain little town over and so and so. I said, well, what, what, why would the Bible talk about a flood that took place in a little town over in Podunk somewhere? Well, because, you know, a bunch of bad people, and he killed them all. So he believed in the flood. That, that's an example of people denying the Bible, but still trying to hold on to it. Folks, you need to accept the whole Bible. You need to receive the whole Bible. And you need to repent. You need to be baptized. You need to live holy, get the Holy Ghost, speak in tongues. You need the whole Bible. So they, they were going right along until the day that Noah went in, the door was closed, and they knew not. Until the very moment, see I'm adding, the flood came and took them all away. And so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. So, so it is that we are to be watching for the deceptions and the allurements that destroyed the world in Noah's day. All right, now, number, well, I don't, I'm not numbering them, but here's the next one. It's what I call moral darkness. Now, we're looking at First Thessalonians, but of the times, I'm sorry that it's, I, I didn't even realize at the last minute, I changed it and put it on this dark sky. This is a night sky somewhere, and, and I found it, uh, and I, <laughs> anyway, it's an actual night sky. That's why I used it, and you, it's kind of different, and so, well, I guess you can see it. It's not great. I can barely see it on my screen. I'm not sure why. But of the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So there are things we don't need to watch for or worry about because, uh, because they're in the hands of God and, and we know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes coming like a thief. For when they shall say, 
peace and safety, then, in other words, when they begin to cry out peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. So let's, I know I don't, I don't have time to do, go into that, but just, you know, when a, <sighs> okay, the point is, of course, it has to be that when a woman's going to have a baby, she knows she's going to have a baby. Now, folks, I have only heard of one or two women in, in all of the billions of people that did not know they were about to have a baby. I heard of it. I don't even know that that was true. I think that was made up. They, they tend to know quite a bit. They tend to be aware really from the very beginning. But then what they don't know is the precise moment. And we need to be watching for the moment that the Lord will come. That's why we pray all the time. We need to be, we need to ask, let's lift our hands and ask God. To, come on, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Father, I pray that you will help us to be ready, that every step we take, everything we do, Lord, will, will bring the glorious light of truth into our hearts and lives. We thank you for it. All right, now let's move on. So, so that's how it will come. The, the, I take that to be the rapture, of course. Now some people take that to be the judgment comes quick. Woo! Boing whammo! I understand that. I, I think the rapture and judgment are, they go together. When the rapture takes place, the church is gone. This world is going to ask itself, what is going on? That's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you right now. The world is not going to know. Now, folks, if you think that makes me feel good, it does not make me feel good. But I'm getting ready to leave this world. I'm getting ready for the gates of pearl. I'm keeping my garments white. Watching both day and night. I'm getting ready to leave this world. All right. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. So we're to watch for the encroaching darkness that will overtake the world, and that is moral darkness. Now, Timothy says, and I'm, I'm, I've only got a, you know, I'm trying to pace myself here. Oh, I've got several things I want to say, so let me, let me just kind of go like this a little faster. Or maybe not, maybe I won't, I, I don't know. I wanted really to get into Romans 1. And spend a little time, but maybe the Lord doesn't want me to get that far. All right, here we go. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Which, perilous is a Greek word. I teach Greek. I know, I know Greek, folks. Perilous is a Greek word that means violent. Or another way to translate it would be dangerous. Dangerous might be even better. But anyway, it's going to be a very perilous time. It will come, but in evil men and seducers. So we're back to this question of people being deceived by television and famous people. Evil men and seducers shall wax. Now, if you'll notice at the bottom, I've given you the Greek word prokopsusin. See, I, and, and I put it in here. Look, look. See, here's, see it in English? I've never done that. I, I need to start doing it so you can know what I'm talking about. But I'm, I'm referring to this Greek word right here. Prokopsusin. All right? 
That's the Greek at the bottom. Then it's in English. And it means it will move the agenda of evil or worsening deception, worsening evil, evil men, evil things, uh, deceptive, seducing things that draws people in. And, And I want to tell you something. America should not be opening its doors to evil. It should be training its children in ways of righteousness and not say, well, any hedonistic thing you want to do, just do it. Watch anything you want to do. Go anywhere. No, it ought to be, but, but that's what will happen. And it will draw people in and it will wax or it will move forward a worsening deception. It will get not only worsened, but then it will worsen some more. It will continue to get as bad as it, as it can get, I guess is one way to say it. Now, okay, now we are going to get to Romans. Now, Romans 1, and I really have just a, literally a few minutes. So everybody say, praise the Lord. All right, now turn in your Bibles to Romans 1. I, I, I know I don't have much time, but Romans 1 explains why Blatant immorality is connected to the end days. Why it is connected to the end time. And so we begin with verse 18. I'm not going to read it all, but I'm just going to read what's right on my computer here. I put it there. I typed it, everything. I put it there so we could see it behind me here. So verse 18 here. For the wrath of God, well, and, the, and there's our answer, why judgment is connected to immorality, because that brings the wrath of God. And I know that everybody who wants immorality says, oh, God doesn't care, he doesn't care, you stay out of my life, and so on. As though you, God, you can't, you know, God loves what I do, he doesn't care what I do, it doesn't matter what I watch, where I go, but the Bible says that the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men. And I don't think I've left any out, although I did put an ellipsis there. In other words, right here I put the dots, but that, that's actually, there's no words missing. Who hold the truth in unrighteousness now over to the right of it there over here you can see that i've put in the esv the esv is a newer translation it's not my favorite but it's okay but it's it's got a good rendering here the the greek word you see it doesn't matter what the greek word is but it it means to hold it down now that's often been an interesting i've often said what in the world is it talking about the esv says by their unrighteousness, and I'm going to add the word they because I've left the first part out. By their unrighteousness, they're not walking out. We're about to move into the praise service. By their unrighteousness, they suppress the truth. In other words, unrighteousness. In other words, when people say, don't you dare preach against that. That's an attempt to suppress truth and tell people, for, for example, I believe people have a right to do what they choose to do under the law. And that's exactly what our Supreme Court has just ruled. Okay, we're going to change everything. We're going to change it all without having the slightest idea what it's going to do to America. And, and so they say, you have this right. That's exactly true. They just made that decision. But the question then remains, who will have the right to not believe 
believe such a thing. Well, I hold that right based upon the word of God. I believe that God's law is above every law. And I will obey the word of God rather than man. I've always been, for example, the world is full of adultery. I preach against it all the time. But people have a right to commit adultery in America. No one says, oh, get a stone and stone them that I know of. I mean, I don't know of anybody that's been stoned for adultery. That doesn't mean they haven't been, but I haven't heard of it, read it, tweeted, or any other way. Because we're in a country where worsening immorality is all around us. But I want to tell you something, my friend. The church had better look up and get ready for the coming of the Lord. Come on, stand with me. I've got to, get, I've got to move out of the way. They're wondering where, if I'm going to let them come. All right, I'm going to the very last scripture. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure to the end... The same shall be saved. Now we need to look at Romans. We'll do that some other time. Could we lift both our hands towards heaven? And let's thank God for his word today. Father, I pray that we will never wince. That we will never step away from the word of God. Let your word be true. And Lord, as we face increasing threats from all those, Lord, around us that may not understand the word of God, I pray that our hearts, Lord, will remain faithful to you and your word. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen.